Welcome to Machine Learning. Okay, in 2012, I wrote an article called Why is the Wand Depreciating Against the Dollar in 2012? Well, in 2012, the wand had been depreciating against the dollar. When it said depreciating, it meant that the Chinese government had been inflating their money supply, they increased their money supply, and that's largely a reaction to the 2008-2009 meltdown carryout flow over into 2010. The banks started getting um, health checks and repairs around 2011, but the the projects in China to keep the economy flowing, they increased their money supply, so their their currency was significantly devaluating. As a consequence of that, the dollar gained against the yuan, and imports from China became more expensive. Um, the China Central Bank is showing slowing the sell-off of foreign assets to buy yuan. So that was kind of a big scare originally when uh, China made that move because they thought, well, they're going to sell U.S. Treasuries and there would be a big sell-off. But instead, China slowed it down, moderated it, and um, worked towards its goal, towards stability. And so even though the yuan was depreciating, um, the, the uh, assets that China owned uh, were not rapidly selling off. So it wasn't causing panic in the market because that would have had a more uh, drastic impact on China. And there was a lot of employment, unemployment that occurred in China. We're not sure what those numbers are, but um, they, they were occurring. And the uh, central bank then... Um, the, de the decreasing valuation in the yuan did signal an increase of outflows of capital. Capital, The China Central Bank initiated monetary policy to slow the devaluation. Some of those things were kind of strange. Like there was, if you remember, China had a real estate boom before the United States did. So if it was a reflection of anything that might be indication of what we're going through now, China previously had gone through a time period where its real estate market was uh, rising really rapidly. A lot of hot money was flowing in and uh, um, assets were being bought up in China. And so there's, um, the, that's the same thing that's happening in our market right now through inflation is that the real estate markets have uh, really accelerated in terms of their price. In fact, in probably two years, real estate prices in Idaho have doubled. A depreciation, depreciating uh, dollar will raise the cost of living. Natural sources, resources will cost more money. A weaker RMB makes China exports more appealing because they cost less. China Central Bank's monetary policy of weakening its currency signals slower growth in, its, in their economy. Yeah, so when you, when they when they devaluated their currency, it, um, get, it created a gain. In other words, the dollar could buy more yuan. So we, it, it was hope was to accelerate its economy through um, exports. But where 
the U.S. was maxed out on credit, a lot of uh, overspending, bad debt accumulation, um, that that uh, devaluation would not significantly help their economy. So in 2012, U.S. trade deficit was $295 billion. Why are the Chinese investors taking their money out of China? The Chinese government is guiding the renminbi lower at the same time net outflows of capital is according. The Chinese real estate bubble is deflating. China is exporting more high-tech and communication equipment. The renminbi rose 5.5% against the euro, decreasing exports to Europe. China has about $3.3 trillion in foreign reserves. In 2010, U.S. exports imports were at a high reaching uh, reached in 2008. So you can see that... Um, that the effect of the uh, devaluating one was increased ex imports from the U.S. and from Europe. So I would say probably from what we saw with the um, financial bailout that the imports in Europe are probably about equal, European Union are probably about equal to what it is in the U.S. from China. In 2011, the renminbi depreciated 5.6% against the dollar, 14.5% against the euro. China is devaluating its currency in the face of decreasing competitiveness. Credit growth in China is unsustainable. China wanted to diversify out of the dollar because the dollar is weak and the political risk is great. The Australian dollar and the Canadian dollar could be the new haven for the Chinese investment. China will move money out of the U.S. reserves. Emerging markets will see the effect of the plummeting dollar and cry foul. The Chinese will look for a, a basket peg like the IMF Special Draft Rights SDR. I'm going to talk about SDR for a moment because that is definitely a new form of currency. Um, it's not well known. Uh, it's strange because IMF is a U.S.-based uh, entity. And yet, it's building an SDR, which is this global uh, a global currency. So why would the dollar be moving to a new currency, it, um, sponsored by a company or a entity that's U.S. based? It doesn't make any sense at all. Um, and I'm going to talk, Bill, just a moment about SDR. China keeps the yuan valuations lower by keeping their currency higher by creating artificial demand for other currencies. So that, if that's true, that only lasts for a certain amount of time because the hedge funds uh, start realizing that currencies are, are being artificially held up and they start moving against that and, and profiting off of those artificial valuations. Uh, China buys dollars, increasing demand for the dollars. The dollar appreciates and the yuan is undervalued. The U.S. trade deficit increase, increases because the yuan gets an advantage. Japan, Japan takes measures to keep the yuan fr yen from appreciating against other currencies. And that's kind of the strange act also is that the uh, central bank from Japan, um, in order to devaluate the uh, yen, they sell off. Uh, yen, and so this sell-off and buying other currencies uh, creates a lower yen, and they they use that in expectation to increase exports from Ch uh, Japanese products. So both China and Japan seem to be following a similar strategy. South Korea, Brazil, and Singapore doubled taxes on capital inflows keep their currencies from appreciating. 
So that's the, their strategic map. Uh, they create a, a barrier through taxation. In 2012, yuan hit 6.34, the lowest level against the dollar. Banks are bearish on the yuan. Okay, so now let's look at, let's talk about, again, the SDR. Because the... Um, Let's see, where is that? Um, well, and, you know, the thing about the SDR is uh, is that it, it doesn't protect the sovereignty of the currency. And we want, we want uh, our currency to be sovereign. And in order to do that, we need to keep the dollar connected to the constitution so constitutional constitutional law in the u.s needs to have a currency in order to maintain sovereignty so we want to keep the dollar and um so when we look at inflation we're looking at um, the fed policy and again like i was saying yesterday that um as the fed attempts to raise rates its target is to keep unemployment lower so as if during deflation unemployment increases so as the faster they raise those rates the more unemployment ri rises um, as profit margins are decreased and companies have tighter margins of operation and for that reason um, there's a limit to how much those interest rates can rise but we we did see that in the 80s with the um, SNL meltdown that there were problems where there could have been uh, some firming up of the foreign loans to Mexico, but there wasn't. And as a result, there were defaults and that caused the savings and loan crisis, which uh, then cause high inflation and interest rates and so i think we can we might see a return of higher interest rates i i'm anticipating that this year and possibly next year that interest rates will continue to climb and as they do climb um, that will put a lot of pressure on um, on the dollar okay yeah well anyway that's uh, my take on SDR is that I I don't I think that if China is going to invest in SDR, then that could create pressure, uh, especially from European, Europe, if they start ex trading on the dollar for products and goods, then there will be less demand for dollars for the exchange uh, be, to pay, make payments for those uh, products and goods. And so as there's less demand for dollars, then the dollar devalues 
and as the dollar devalues, uh, that signals a weaker economy, so your, your gross national product will drop. And as the gross national product drops, then if inflation is moving higher than the gross national product, then uh, interest rates will have to rise. And so you'll have this kind of vicious cycle where you have rising unemployment and higher interest rates, but at the same time, our gross national product will be decreasing because of the um, less dollar buying. And uh, that's something to definitely be watching. Okay, so I'm back and uh, I want to talk about um, some export some excerpt from a book that I wrote on uh, on X Bank. So X Bank is a theoretical bank. It's a central bank, and it behaves um, a lot like the central banks do currently. And uh, it's run by big business. So in this, the CEO of X Corp says China needs three structures before the yuan can become a international currency. Number one, a currency exchange. Number two, 20,000 tons of gold, which they may have. It's hard to say how much gold China actually has. A bond market. And Loris continued his proposal. X-Bank will sell China's 1,000 tons of gold per year for 10 years, combined with the additional 1,000 tons of gold she is buying on the free market. China will hold in reserve over 20,000 tons of gold. The gold reserve will act as a keen currency and facilitate yuan trade for goods exchanged. Secondly, X-Bank will work with the existing exchanges in the New York and London to facilitate the buying and selling of the dim sum bond with a unique twist. The dim sum bond will be backed by gold. The dim sum bond will be the only purchasable in yuan. Foreign countries and central banks wishing to acquire gold-backed bonds will need to buy yuan to acquire the commodity. Now, it's interesting because in this scenario, in this book, it was the gold-backed yuan that was the commodity that was being bought and sold by China. And it required then a large amount of gold in order for the strategy to work. However, with the SDR, they may have found a uh, shorter path to competing against the dollar by uh, taking a, a basket of goods, a special draft request, and putting that together and treating that as a commodity. Okay, in order for the yuan to become accepted and convertible, it must be highly used. We think China will continue to complete trade with most of its European partners in yuan, and increased usage will help reduce uh, convertibility fears. China has a long path to travel, over $4 trillion of currency exchange a day. This means China's yuan will need to increase 500-fold to become significant and convertible. X-Bank has a plan to accelerate the acceptance of the yuan as a currency of exchange. Third, X-Banks will ensure that the yuan becomes a key player in the special draw rights. See, and this is part of that book. The SDR will be supported by uh, X-Bank, and we will be using resources to acquire SDRs as a financial device. Central banks will be encouraged to buy SDRs as a discount as an asset in their portfolio. The SDR will allow the yuan to become more interchangeable currency, relying on a immediate demand for existing 19 currencies in the basket. 
We think the G20 support for China will put political pressure on the West to include yuan in the SDR. We think that the international fund, monetary fund, will listen to the G20 consensus for the yuan inclusion. Well, um, you know, that's a, an interesting trend that's occurring there with the SDR. And, you know, combined with China's um, increase in foreign investment through its uh, sovereign wealth funds, it continues to buy up companies around the world and put uh, members on their board and influence the direction of these large corporations. We know that China depends on Russia and Europe's stability to keep their economy running in double digits. And as I mentioned before, the way that China was able to stabilize the ruble is it bought rubles on currency swaps. So it used currency swaps to stabilize the ruble and it was also doing currency swaps apparently with the euro to stabilize the euro. So that it needed both Europe and Russia to have stable economies. The short-term effect has been and more stable foreign economies. The swap works like a zero interest loan, but the foreign countries pay a tribute on the reversal side, meaning that um, when it reverses, the tribute will be going back uh, to strengthen the yuan, so they have to buy back the yuan, and that causes the yuan to gain strength against the currency during the loan. So um, the trade-off is that the short-term stability and return for a tribute we think the free markets are better at allocating resource and want to encourage the yuan to trade freely on the market. And that was always Trump's position is for the yuan to trade freely on the market. So, you know, will the SDR increase 500 fold? It would be a miracle for China to increase their currency to that level. But maybe the move for the SDR is just to gain entrance into the um, 19 basket currency and make one the 20th currency in that basket.